And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I'm down to dunk And I'm down to dunk I'm down to dunk This is J-Dub and I'm down to dunk I'm Shaco Alexander and I'm down to dunk This is Lindy Waters and I'm down to dunk I'm Mike Muscala and I'm down to dunk this is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. We say this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> uh, good morning, and welcome to episode one, three, two, seven of Down to Dunk. You can find us on The Athletic and anywhere else you subscribe to your podcast. Go to theathletic.com backslash Down to Dunk and get The Athletic for $1 a month for six months. I am Luke. Joined this morning by Andrew. I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Woo! Slam through. Taylor. Oh, oh, nards. I forgot how this goes. Oh, I got it. Knock, knock. Who's there? Deja Oh, boy. Deja who? Oh, nards. I forgot how this one goes. Knock, knock. Who's there? Deja <laughs> Uh, Deja who? Yeah! <laughs> we won't get fooled again! And Jay. It's Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Were you done? No, he. I was Slam done. through. I was done. <laughs> was done. And Jay. It's Jay. Dude, zero, that was a good. That zero was a, out of ten for me. Really? Not for me. For Just the joke or for fooled. the whole thing? The whole thing. Yeah. The whole thing. You really? hated it. Here's wow. what I know: is you're like you hit that voice like you could have been an '80s like. Thank you. Hair band lead singer. Yeah, that was actually... At least in a cover band. That was really something. Yeah, definitely a cover band. Yeah. Definitely a cover band that no one's heard of. Yeah, be that awesome. plays at, you Thank know, you. Thank you. dive bars and stuff. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yeah. You, you set up at Taco Bueno on a Thursday. Yeah. How's it going in this ditties? <laughs> yeah. Bands don't play at Taco Boy. Oh, my band does. Though. Yeah, yeah your does. band does. Yeah. It's because you're asking them, like, yeah. hey, is there any chance that we could just borrow this space after y'all close? <laughs> They're like, dude, if you buy food, you can use that table. Yeah. Nobody goes to Bueno anymore anyway. That's true. Bueno, is it? Bueno's nearly dead. I would Seems say. like it. Seems uh, like it's on its last leg, if you will. Just it, like the Miami Heat. Are they? Whoa. I don't know. Don't ever count out the heat. That's what that's what they say. Don't ever count them out. Don't let them get one. Yeah, I I do think that More. they're done. I think that the Nuggets figured out that they can't mess around. And they didn't in game three. And they killed them. 
yeah, that was that was a slaughter fest. I mean, they just all they did was made sure that they contested threes, and then Jokic and they were more assertive just, on offense. Like yeah. Jamal Murray playing like Jamal Murray is incredibly helpful for this team. It, yeah, it's listen. I'm not going to say anything because I thought Denver would rout them. And losing game two, it made me eat a little crow. Hmm. Still don't know what that means. It sounds nasty. Let's think about a bird. But I, oh, I know. It sounds but yeah. it would be not I, good meat. I just be good meat. I'm nasty at the point meat. now. Oh, yeah. Gross meat. Maybe that's why. Terrible. Trash. Terrible. Trash eating meat. crow, not Trash meat. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I... T- <laughs> It doesn't take, and, and I've I've gone through this, and I, I know that it's, I'm not trying to weaken their journey to the final. Like, it's always impressive to make it to the Eastern Finals. Yeah. But the Bucks without Giannis for two games, you had the Knicks, who are the Knicks. Although they're better, they're still not a complete roster, complete team. And then you had Boston, who's just mentally weak in some of these moments where it's like, there was just no team that was as perfectly, like, the Nuggets are really freaking good. Yeah. Like they're really good. Yeah. And when they want to, they're unstoppable. Like you cannot guard Jokic. Cannot. And then when you try to guard him in the way that you should, where it's like, all right, so we either going to give him 45 points or we're going to double him. And if you double team Jokic, it's over. It's over. He finds the absolute wide open person every time. Yeah. He is incredible to watch play the game Mm -hmm. and it's boring because he's you know he's this seven foot tall piece of play-doh i get it but man he is just a unbelievable basketball player he's tim duncan and steve nash combined yes yeah i mean what was his stat line the other day 30 20 10 30 20 10 never been done in the nba finals before not even by wilt only been done five times ever three of them by him and Jamal Murray had a 30-point triple-double as well. First teammates to have 30-point triple-doubles ever. Wow. Also, I don't think it's bo- – I don't understand the, oh, it's so boring to watch Jokic play. I don't I don't get it because it's not It's not boring. The to ratings not, don't say that. I was about to say, that may not be a narrative. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. That just came out, but it's not – the Nuggets aren't the team that you're like – the narrative early on especially, and I think it has evolved. And somebody was speaking about this. I can't remember who. Maybe it was Rosillo or it's like – just watching this team, like if you give them a chance, you're going to absolutely fall in love with the way they play basketball. But yeah, but I know the narrative going into this playoffs is that oh, the league is upset because you know or Dave, not David Stern, Adam Silver is trying to you know finagle this because they don't want to have the Nuggets and the you know all of those things which come out of this insecurity for a local fan base more than likely. Yeah, coming from an insecure local fan base. Yep. But it's it's as you watch this team, but but you even saw it like. How many of the actual NBA commentators that work professionally admitted that they rarely, if ever, watched the two uh, two-time MVPs yeah. play basketball? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's it's so crazy, and I get it. Like I think that Denver's situation locally, I I don't know. I just I wonder if they would be more. How how do they get bigger? It's like they win a championship. And I think that the conversation will still be like uh, people not giving Denver their flowers. Gosh, I don't know. I think it will flip, kind of like it did with Milwaukee, is what I think. Once it's done, because Milwaukee was a little bit like this for a while, 
where it's like, oh, I don't know if they can do it. Is Giannis really that guy? And then once they did it, everything flipped. And then people just have like this undying belief in them. You know, even going into this playoffs, they were the odds on favorite to win the whole thing. And I think it's just because they'd done it before. Not not necessarily what they did in the regular season. They weren't they were good, they, but they weren't crazy dominant. I think, yeah. And I like think you're right. Chris Middleton has dealt with injury, but people are just like, well, I just kind of believe in Giannis. But you have to, like, comparing the Nuggets and the Bucks, like, long term, if you actually look at which one has the higher likelihood of creating a dynasty, it's the Nuggets without question. Yeah, they have the pieces that are... Like, Giannis is elite, but he's surrounded by older players. He's surrounded with 30 plus year old and now and i don't know i'm not trying to i don't know what adrian griffin's gonna bring yeah i don't but know that either. is an incredibly unknown factor yeah he's been a assistant for a long long time he was an assistant actually here in oklahoma city for a while underneath billy donovan I, I get it like he's got the pedigree i love the fact that a team took a chance on somebody that wasn't just a frank vogel or mm-hmm. a monty williams like who's the next regurgitated head coach nick nurse doc rivers but at the same time, is it for a team that has that high of expectations to bring in an unknown, it's just kind of, I don't know. Also, do you trust a man that allowed his son to have such a wide stance on his jump shot? <laughs> yeah. If you're responsible for that, how dare you try That's to That's the coach team? of the Bucks now. The guy who said that his son could, I mean, his, his feet are four feet apart when he's taking a jump shot. To be fair. Sturdy foundation. I have tried. I remember for three years trying to teach my son how to shoot a basketball with only one hand. But if he was, his feet were that wide. I, I'm, I understand what you're saying. I think you could. Every time I, I even took video in slow motion because he would shoot it with two hands. And I would say, Andrew, shoot it with one hand. Like not obviously like if you get what I'm saying, like yeah. how you shoot a basketball instead yeah. of flinging it like this, like you're setting a volleyball and He's like, I am. And then I just videoed it and showed it to him. I said, you're shooting with two hands. I did that for three straight years before I just realized, you know what? You'll figure it out. Or he won't. <laughs> it looks like he will not be in the NBA. Yeah. So, so you think you think um, Adrian Griffin was trying to teach his son to shoot a different way. And he's like, you know what? What I'm so over this. Whatever. He's like, my legs, my legs are together. My feet are together. My dad. They can't go any closer. Yes. <laughs> they can't go any like, closer. Look, I'm showing you the video. It's right here. Look at this video. That's edited. That's a deep fake. It's a, that's AI, a deep fake AI by generated. my father. That's AI generated. Dad. Father. He cared more about his relationship with his son than than fixing his jump shot. Yeah. That's... Uh, you know what? That Admirable. tells me I think he could be a good coach. Could He's going to be a great coach. Yeah. He was definitely not as involved in his kids' lives as he should have been. Great or he sign was, of a coach. No, he cared more about his his personal relationship yep. with his son than his basketball. Yeah, their whole relationship Schofer. wasn't revolving around True. basketball. It makes him a better father. I really don't care how you shoot it, son. In a good coach. I love you. However, Let's go to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, however you shoot oh. it, son, I love you. God, Chuck E. Cheese. I like that. So anyway, the Nuggets. I like that. They're up 2-1, game four tonight. Yep. I don't know what to think about it. Like I said, every time I want to tell the world that the Heat are completely outmatched, they figure out a way to make me feel like a dum-dum. Yeah. So we'll see. They may win tonight. 
Yeah, Jimmy right. Butler hasn't been able to like be Jimmy the Jimmy Butler we are seeing all playoffs in this. He was really good in the last game. He was very good. His teammates weren't good. He was very good, but there hasn't been like there were a lot of games in the playoffs where it was just you could watch and be like Jimmy Butler won that game. Yeah, and I don't think you're you're gonna get that. He hasn't done that in a while. No, he's gonna have to score fifty tonight. He he just hadn't done he. I I don't think he physically is at a point where he can. He's wearing down. And he rolled his ankle pretty pretty badly against the Celtics in game, what, six? Yeah. And I don't know. I, and it's also hard because he's – and he – this is this is one – it's not really fair, but being this tired already, and then on top of that, now having to chase Jamal Murray and going around screens continuously because that's what they do nonstop. Yeah. Using pick and roll with Jokic and Murray or – anyway. Uh, it's just – it's a challenge. Denver's a challenging team to play. And we all undervalued them, all playoffs, mm-hmm. you know, because, honestly, because we wanted them to prove it. Yeah. Like, they've been in this situation before. They lost to the Blazers one year in the finals. Now, they're not as complete of a team. They were earlier on. I get all of that. You know, in the bubble, they lost in the Western Conference Finals as well. Mm-hmm. They won the Western Conference Finals. They lost to the Blazers, the semifinals. But, you know, they just, it was, and I think Bon Temps was one of the ones that continuously said this, is there's no player in the NBA that has more pressure to win at the highest level than Jokic. You can be two-time MVP all you want, but until you prove it in the playoffs, it's, and man, that every single potential critic out there utterly silenced. Yeah. Because he's having one of the best statistical playoff runs in the history of the NBA. Yeah. I'm kind of glad it's happening, too. Just with the with the discourse that happened throughout the season over the MVP, it was just absurd. And people just acted like Jokic wasn't good and, like, wasn't a good defender. There was an article that was written on ESPN that – did you see this floating around? About how Jokic was such a liability on defense, and the evidence came from a game against San Antonio where (laughs) the Spurs continuously scored on Jokic. Yeah, I remember seeing the video. And it was Kirk Goldsberry, like wrote this like definitive oh. article about how Kirk, <laughs> just about how he was going to be such a liability in them trying to make a deep playoff run. And I thought on defense in that game he was awesome. I think Jokic does not probably will never get credit for it, and it'll probably become like a very annoying smart guy take to talk about Jokic's defense. But he was. Oh yeah, I already heard last yesterday's Rosillo podcast. He's been awesome, though. I think, but I do think Rosillo said it really well. He was just like he's been labeled as kind of an Ennis Cantor type yeah. sieve on yeah. defense, and he said from the beginning it's been unfair because he's not that guy. He's really smart. He knows what to do. No, he's not. He's not going to be a dominant defensive low post player like an Embiid can be, or you know, even go bare in some sense. But he is. Good enough. And it, it's all because he's so freaking smart. Yeah. He knows where to be all the time. Man, it's just, as a Denver fan, you would have to be just elated that this is your future. Mm-hmm. Now, for an Oklahoma City fan, like, what does it make you guys, like, if you think about, all right, three years, four years, Thunder guys are hitting their early prime. Nuggets are in their 30s, early 30s to, you know, maybe mid-30s for a few of them. Like, is this a team that the Thunder are going to continuously battle for the tops in the West? Yeah. So should we actually go ahead and preemptively hate the Nuggets? Yes. 
Yeah, you can get your hate in now. I think so. Also, if anyone's listening to this on the podcast and have never checked out our YouTube, yeah, today is a great day to try it. Tell them why. Because we got a big old, big ass new desk. Whoa, <laughs> whoa. Uh huh. It's true, and it looks good. We look like uh, we look like broadcasters. That's right. Uh huh. Look into the camera. Hey, hey, we got lights. It's really good. You need to check it out. If you never have, check it out. Check it out. Uh, you want to ask that Twitter yeah, question? Yeah, we got a Twitter question. We got a Twitter question. It comes from at Kev underscore VH, who said, for both the Heat and the Nuggets, which player are you most excited for and least excited for to win the title? Are you guys excited for Jeff Green to win the title? So excited. I, I was thinking about that this morning. Did he not win one with the Cavs? No, I think that was the year they lost. Yeah, man. Are I'm you, with it. Are you excited for Reggie Jackson? No, to win no. that's the problem. That's the problem, isn't it? Would you sacrifice a championship for Jeff Green to not give one to Reggie? Definitely. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. I don't care that much. Yeah. Jeff Green, like, almost died. I think he has some perspective. He, he'll be fine. <laughs> uh, Reggie, though, does That's what a near-death this. experience will do for you. Yeah. Reggie doesn't deserve Mike this. Malone? Uh, I'm annoyed by Mike Malone at this point. All right, man. Yeah. Really? Why? Ish Early Smith? Because he's... Because he just takes the whole nobody believes in us stuff just like too too far, too far. I mean, Smith, he was I'm, right though. Nobody believed in them. Yeah, we just actually explained that. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm an, I'm annoyed by him at this point. Also, he corrects people. You have to call him Michael Malone. There's a lot of annoying things about him. Yeah, he seems really? like a crazy man. Person. Screw the Nuggets, man. Yeah, they're terrible. Yeah, we hate them. Yeah, we have a Jokic uh, stopper anti- coming up. Chet and yeah, Poku. I do wonder, man. Do they do Poku. the Thunder need to draft a bigger body to just defend Jokic for the next five years to deal with Jokic? That's the that's the thing about Jokic. That's the question, guys. If you're trying to find a Jokic stopper, you're doing the wrong thing. You're doing the wrong thing. <laughs> yes, because there's it doesn't exist. No, it was like teams trying to like get a Shaq stopper back in the day. Did that help anybody ever? Can you even help your like your brain when you say Shaq stopper? You want to say Shaq stopper? Shaq stopper. Shaq. Did I do that? You said Shaq. Yeah, I'm not saying you. you. I'm saying anyone. It's like if you say Shaq stopper, your brain just wants to say stopper. Who was the best Shaq stopper? Stopper. Who's the best Shaq stopper? I don't know, but the the team that like didn't necessarily have a good one was the team that beat them in '04. Ben Wallace? That's I mean, is Ben Wallace the big ideal? Big Benny th- Wallace. The dude was 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, he's just annoying. Like, so, not as a person, but as a player. We don't know. He might be annoying as a person. Seems like he's a nice guy. How do you know? I, just, just, just We don't know anything about him. Either way. Okay. Nice guys can be annoying. It feels aggressive, guys. <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> Very true, actually. <laughs> it's true. My fault. My yeah. fault. Got one right here. Yeah, no, that you just you create. I think the Thunder. <laughs> I think the Thunder are creating a roster that's going to be unique, and that's what's going to be a lot of fun. Is because in the same way that maybe Jokic is going to give teams fit, I think that the way the Thunder are trying to construct their roster is they're going to give teams fit. That's right. We'll give them fits right back. Fits back. Yeah. So anybody from the Heat that you're excited about winning a championship? I think Jimmy Butler would be really fun winning a championship. Yeah. It'd be really fun for the first couple of days. Yeah. 
you and then you I get wanna, annoyed. I want to pull you know, a low threshold for when how long people can do things, and then it's annoying. Yeah, I want to pull. I want to pull for the ne- the heat. Yeah, because of Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I just can't. Like I didn't like the way they play basketball all season. It was terrible. Like I, I love Spolstra. I love Jimmy Butler. Obviously, Udonis Haslam, who you know is more of a coach than he has anything at this point. But like. Udonis has plenty of championships. Um, I like the way they even build their roster. Like the fact that they have what? One, two, three. Caleb Martin, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, all three of them were either undrafted or. Cool stories. Cool stories. Duncan Robinson. Yeah. Cool story. Cool ranch. I want to pull for them, but for some reason I just can't. I think part of me is always this guy that's like, they've been like. The Heat have won. The Heat have won championships. So it's not the, like, the Nuggets have never won a championship. Part of me doesn't want them to win because then what does it mean if the Heat win the title? They were the seventh seed. That became the eighth seed because they lost in the play-in. Now we just are going to have... Almost didn't even make the playoffs, actually. They were they were The Bulls were ahead with, like, three and a half minutes left. Two minutes left. I looked it up. With two minutes left, they were down two. I I don't know what it would mean. I think it just means that there's uh, more parity in the league right now. Does it's it though? It's becoming more like hockey. In hockey, you their playoffs are so much more random than uh, than basketball playoffs. If Giannis didn't get hurt. <clears throat> but this happens to every team that wins a championship. You can look back and be like, well, they got a break here in this round. And they got That's a break true. here in this round. <clears throat> Just the game. It's also a little bit game unique, though, since it is the first ever eight seed to have a chance to win. Not the first ever to have a chance, but it would be the first eight seed to win the championship. Like, it's a yeah. little more random for a team like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you can even look, like, I'm not saying this if you're a Heat stand, like, the, please don't talk to me about this. I'm not really that passionate about it. But you can look at the Boston <laughs> series where it's like you've got Brogdon and Jason Tatum. That's yeah. Two giant players for this team that were both hurt in the most pivotal game. Yeah, if Tatum didn't roll his ankle, because that's seconds a totally different game. into Game Seven, you know. But yeah, I know. And if the Celtics weren't mentally weak, they would have just handled the situation. Is there a more insulting <clears throat> statement than to be mentally weak? No. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we could come up with some. I think there are. <laughs> <laughs> true, 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 true. I think there are. However, that. It's a pretty let's, big one. Let's list them. Let's. I don't think we can. <laughs> Top five power rankings of <laughs> insults that are that are more hurtful than that, mentally weak. Uh-huh. That your wife tells you every day. Go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Any other thoughts on the uh, NBA Finals before we take a quick break? No. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to go to Tayshawn's Factoid. And we're back after that quick break. Now it's time for Tayshawn's Factoid. Tayshawn's Factoid, bigger in a dream. Tayshawn's Factoid, bigger in a dream. And Tayshawn, they're my victory today. Ramona Shelburne asked uh, Eric Spolstra after the game, basically like, are you trying to make Jokic a scorer, not a passer? And this was Eric Spolstra's response. That's ridiculous. That's just... That's the untrained eye saying something like that. 
this guy is an incredible player. You can't just say, oh, let's make him a score. Completely writes off, writes her off. Yeah. It's pretty embarrassing. Pretty insulting. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess after the after that happened, they called, they like texted and as Bolster said, I watched back the the video and I don't know why I said that. I'm I'm sorry. And he apologized. But that's, that's pretty embarrassing. Ramona Shelburne, respected NBA person uh, for a long time. And, I, I mean, it's like it's a, it's a content question. She's just trying to get Spolstra to talk about Jokic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't have to say she has an untrained eye. But I have a question. Have any of you been embarrassed publicly like that? Insulted? In front of your peers, I have one. If you need a time to think, yeah, go ahead. Okay, here's mine. <laughs> Freshman year, woodshop class. Uh, my teacher had uh, Parkinson's. This is that's not a joke. He really did. What's and, his name? Uh, God, what was his name? Was he the shop? Yeah, oh, yes, yes, he was. I um, had him as well. I can't remember what his name was. I can't remember what his name was either. Those classes were out of control. Yep, mine were too. Rest in power. He's definitely dead. Uh, I don't know for sure, but definitely. <laughs> so anyway, he's reading names off first day of class. It's like, and in the, in those classes, it's freshmen, sophomores, uh, juniors, seniors, everyone oh, yeah. in there, right? And oh, I'm yeah. nervous. This is like, I'm like new in high school, now with, with upperclassmen. Mm-hmm. And he's doing roll call, and he's reading off a sheet of paper. Sheet of paper... It's not staying still, of course. Again, not making a joke. This is important context for the, the thing. So he's reading off, and he gets to my name, and he goes, Taylor Dickskin. Swear. Swear. Wow. I am. I die. Immediately die. Go straight to hell. Everyone in the class busts out laughing. All the upperclassmen in the back are just. Yeah, it's over. It's over for me. It's over for me immediately. First day of run. class. Yeah. You, so, yeah, everyone knows what my name is the rest of the semester in that class. <laughs> Man. That's a good one. That's really good. It's not really a question that, that he got you. Well, maybe it was. No, he, he just publicly embarrassed just you. Publicly. He's talking about public embarrassment. Yeah. Public yeah. embarrassment. That someone else does to you. Um. It's not really public embarrassment, but it is in front of people. It's a high stakes situation when you're like in a, a trial or a hearing and you're getting objections. So you can't ask what you want to ask. And you're really trying to get away around it and you can't. It's just like, oh, I got to I gotta move on. You know? Give me an example. So Specific if, with names. Uh, I, can't, I can't do that. <laughs> Specific but with names, please. But if you're asking please, a question and, and you're trying to get something around and maybe like the person heard it from someone else, like that's hearsay, that would be an objection. So you can't talk about like, oh, my friend told me this, it's hearsay. But there's a ton of objections, and if you're not ready for it, Do you throw out some objections? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, all the time. You got to. Objection, your honor. Leading the witness. Yeah. I forget leading a lot, but I do a lot of them. What's your go-to? Um, hearsay is really easy because, um, it's like, well, they, you know, if, they're talking about like, oh, like my friend said, told me this about this. this. Yeah, can't can't say. And I think of how much like you, that you say that you hear from other people because you yeah. can only testify things you've heard directly, mm-hmm. with a few exceptions. But um, there's a lot of them, and and if you're and if someone gets you with a really good one, it's just like oh, 
I'm a moron. <laughs> and then you just got to move on. Can't Although it's, it is it always, it could be the witness's fault. Sometimes it can. But if you're asking the question. Sometimes it can, but if you're asking a question, it will just depend. Like some are, like relevance is a really good one if you can get it. If they're just talking about stuff that you don't think is relevant to the case at all, you can hit them with relevance and if you, and they may think it's really relevant. But if the judge doesn't, says it's not relevant, move on. That's a really good one. That's a funny one too. It's basically like, uh, Your Honor, they're just babbling right now. They're just they're just saying nonsense. Yeah, I mean, it's because it, you don't because you can say like objection relevance, and the judge just makes the decision. But you can also kind of get some things like this has nothing to do with what we're here today about. This is irrelevant. Yeah, you can kind of do some other stuff like that, but it just depends. Man, it's the holiday. It's embarrassing. Today. I hate it. Neither of you have ever been embarrassed, huh? Mine aren't. I've never been embarrassed. Like, have you ever said something accidentally, like in a sermon or in a prayer? Uh, Uh, There's a there's a heavenly fart based on this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Your heavenly farter. (laughs) (laughs) No, I haven't done that. I haven't done those. Uh, I've probably said things like that. I it's. I'm really thankful sometimes I have a very bad short-term memory because I can't remember specifically those things. Uh, Embarrassed by somebody? Not really. I'm very careful, and this is part of my wiring and probably woundedness, where it's like I'm very careful not to put myself out there far enough to get that kind of embarrassment, if that makes sense. Hmm. You won't put yourself in a situation where someone could turn. Yeah, that's on. why I changed my name to Jay Smith. Is nobody's going to call me anything that's inappropriate. Yeah, it's like the most boring name in the world on purpose. No, I mean some of it's self. Most of my embarrassment stuff would be self created, right? Like my senior year, I was got the opportunity to speak at our first pep assembly. We were playing Santa Fe, Edmond Santa Fe, and that was like I just got. And I don't know. I was so into WWF, WWE back in the day, where it was like Hell yeah. I was trying to be. Degeneration X or something like that. And so I said, I just got two words for you. And then I just rattled off like three more sentences. <laughs> Everybody's just like, two words. And uh, so that was pretty embarrassing because then it became no kind of my the thing joke. for the rest of the year. Yeah, they were all supposed to yell, suck it. Yeah. Thank you. Suck it. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then my this is how Fart. bad it was. So my senior year, we're playing <laughs> our last game. Our last game of the season was Putnam West and... It was an awful game. It, we beat him, but it was one of these. We had a rain delay for like an hour and a half. We came mm-hmm. back out, and the field was just. I think I know the story about stuff. Disgustingly muddy. Uh-huh. Have I shared it before? I think so, but I'm very and excited. we get an interception, and he's going to score, running it back for a touchdown. And you can see on the game film, like I'm out there trying to lead, and once he gets past everybody, I just turn around and just start doing the suck it symbol Hell from, yes. from degeneration x and you could just see me doing it and my coach was like what are you doing and i'm just like i'm just i'm being, doing suck but it that, coach but that is but that is you embarrassing the other team yeah that's because they're like did you, did you see in the game that that huge guy that just turned around and just gave us like Five or six suck it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's man, freaking suck it us. <laughs> we uh, we were really bad. Gosh, it was so bad. I was like, that's "What amazing. was I thinking?" Awesome, that was amazing. That's awesome. God, the high school brain was just so funny. Just unformed. Yeah, that's right. That's awesome. I uh, once looked into the eyes of Kyle Singler, and the only thing I could think was, "Please justify your existence." <laughs> <laughs> 
to yeah. the world. Once again, you embarrassing somebody else. That's yeah. embarrassing him. I know. But I felt embarrassed saying it afterwards. More um, humiliating for him, I would say. But he handled it so well. I wonder if he's having this as his embarrassing moment. Yeah, on the, on the Singler podcast? On the Singler podcast. What would it be called? Singlered out? Um, Singlered out's out. pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right. I got you, Kyle. It would probably be... Singler. Each episode would probably be about four or five hours long, I his would is, guess. His yeah. is, it's actually called Singler and Ready to Mingler. Ooh. <laughs> that's what it's called. <laughs> All the Singler ladies. That's right. Singular as a Pringler. Uh-huh. What is singular as a Pringler? Singular as a, a Pringle. To? I've heard people say it. I don't really get it. Single as a Pringle? I've heard people say but it. But Pringles are never by themselves. No, that's my... I've argued that, but If you eat one like Pringle, it. psycho Once behavior. you pop the fun, don't stop. <laughs> I don't yeah. Once you pop, I've you heard can't people stop. say Impossible. it. Impossible. What would you think if you if your buddy went and grabbed a Pringles can, opened it, ate one Pringle, put the cat back on, put the Psycho behavior. I got the new... Straight up. The new Buffalo Pringles? They're Befriend them. So I... I can just eat one because they're, they're pretty hot. Defriend them. Oh, de- befriend them. You befriend them. Like, befriend them. My best friend. I do that too. That guy. I do the same thing. Befriend them. He em. gets it. <laughs> this is my kind of person. I also eat one Pringle. I do have a buddy that eats. Maybe I'm just a maniac. So when I eat chips, this is a question. Uh, I imagine you eat chips like this. <laughs> like, like the cookie monster? That. <laughs> that's, that's pretty mean, but. <laughs> this is my embarrassed moment right yeah. now. No, you're not far off. <laughs> that, that, uh. Oh, okay. Just literally, just 15 to 20 chips at one time. You just go as fast as you can, hands to face. So, but I do, you know, I'm not, I have a buddy and it's always unique to me. And he'll take one chip at a time. It's a little psycho behavior, honestly. Well, well, what, what is the chip? Just, just like I'm like tortilla chips. Okay. We're sharing tortilla chips. Okay. See that I think is he, dip, is he dipping or is there sometimes no dip? he dips rarely though more than likely he's and I'm not I'm not exaggerating his movement because like the thing is I I may do chips huh. like that but if it's a really like if if it's like a chip that has a lot of seasoning that I don't want to get all over my fingers I'm careful yeah that's why you just go head first into the bag yeah mm. I agree but Taki's the worst. I'm not a ton. I'm not a ton. Too you have to embrace those moments. Yeah, uh, you do. You can't. You can't be like, I don't want to get anything on my fingers, but I really want to talk. You. you can't. You can't be that way. It's true. You just have to know what's going to happen, and then and then deal with the aftermath. Or or you just don't eat talkies. Don't eat talkies. I don't eat talkies. They're for good. that reason. Too too dusty. Like Cheetos. They're really good. Cheetos are dusty. Yeah. I love the finger flavoring you get at the end, though. Mm. Adele. Gross. All right, y'all. I got first some advice, and then I have something after the advice. Looking for advice today is Michael, who says, there's a truck commercial running right now. I think it's for a Dakota. And it says something along the lines of, Go more, see more, do more. 
The first time I heard the commercial, I responded to Seymour with Seymour Butts. Nice. It was funny at first, but this was months ago. <laughs> and I can't stop making the same joke. I've stopped laughing. My wife has stopped laughing, but I can't stop. Do I try to stop or do I lean in to the terrible joke? I think he's just on the precipice yep. of this being divorce. Hilarious. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say. Totally he is so close to it being to where it's like, yeah. especially he'll, he'll know when his wife starts doing it back to him. It's like see more butts. Yeah. <laughs> like if because if you're out in the world and out just get an unprompted Seymour. Can I let me rebut that a little objection. Okay. Uh you all have created me this reaction. I cannot say the words my wife. Yeah. I can't say it. In any context, luckily it hasn't come out of my mouth yet, but I'll be sitting there talking like pre-marriage counseling or <laughs> yeah, in yeah. a sermon. Oh, this is good. And as, in the back of my mind, as soon as those words come out of my mouth, I'm thinking, my wife likes it. Likes it. So I don't know. I wouldn't be excited if Seymour Butts stuck in my head like that. I think you're exactly right. There, you push through a dumb joke, and eventually it, it, it gets, becomes. You'll get. Yeah, it's like yeah. A, you're about to turn a corner that you just don't yeah, see coming. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a reverse bell curve. It's it gets less and less funny, and you're, but then it starts getting. It funnier. just explodes. It really is gonna. It's, you're, yeah. You're just there. keep going. It's, you're gonna get there. You're gonna get there. I it's do. Gonna I be. It's gonna be hilarious. I do. Uh, and now. That was it was a shorter it was a shorter advice because I have a deep dive. Let's go a deep dive. Uh, fellas on Twitter yesterday, um, Zion got he was the main character of Twitter for a little bit. He was a uh, a young woman. Her her I would and before I I'm going to give you her name, but do not go to her Twitter if you're at work. It's probably not safe for work and in. Depending on where you it's work, I guess. Definitely not. Luke has it, it up right now. It's depends depends on where you work. It's at Mariah Mills with three S's at the end. And her and Zion were in a uh, situationship, it seems like. And she found out yesterday on she found out yesterday that he has gotten another woman pregnant. And she was unhappy about it. And she let the Slightly. world know. She let the world know and said some uh <sighs> not negative things. However, the the thing that I wanted to talk about. <clears throat> if, I'm really proud of your restraint here, buddy. I'm really, really trying. She's pregnant. So the thing about this is the reality of this person that Zion got pregnant and the child support reaction, like reality of that. Yeah. Like say that this happened in Oklahoma. Well, I ran the child support numbers. Yeah. So Zion makes... Like next year, $33.5 million. It's a lot of dollars. Which means he is making next year $2,791,000 a month. Yeah. Which is out, which is wow. more, more than I make by a considerable sum. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's, that's a ton. If you run the child support guidelines for that, yeah. that the mother of that child is going to be making. Based on the guidelines, only around $1,300 a month because the child support guidelines in Oklahoma. Now, the other thing is this is not legal advice, but the child support guidelines in Oklahoma are only 
they're not built for someone that's making millions of dollars a month. Yeah. They cap out at about $15,000 a month. Beyond that, it doesn't matter if you're making $15,000 a month or $2 million a month, it stops. When it goes beyond that, it's at the judge's discretion what should happen. And so let's say $20,000, that amount is 139 times more than a person making 20. And the guidelines say that they would be paying the same. And so there's an argument to be made that she should be paid 130 times that $1,300, which is 180, that's over $180,000 a month. Wow. Now, I don't think that a judge would do that much, but it's easy. I think it's easy that a judge would do $20,000 a month for child support. Yeah. Which is $240,000 a year. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, so, that's a lot. Over the course of 18 years- Do you years, get taxed on child support? I think so. I think that I think that you do. However, I can't say for certain. I was going to look that up and I didn't. But over the course of 18 years, that's over $4 million. <laughs> and so this is, it's a huge amount of money. Now, you know, per contract, it could change and that they could change. But $20,000, I think, would be a deal because it could be way more than that. But the other thing is if you are this lady that Zion got pregnant, raising that kid and make sure that kid is safe, taken care of, is your full-time job. Yeah. Because you're making, just by having that child, $240,000 a year. Are you advising women to go after NBA players? I think there's a... I think certain women already are. Pretty <laughs> obviously. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about that. Because if there's a high-level... NBA player, yeah, that that you know that you have their child. You're yeah. making that is now your full time job. That's your full time job. A ton of money. Yeah, and so what if I were in the NBA? Vasectomy, vasectomy, and and free sperm. That's yeah. what I would do. Yeah, because there's there's huge ramifications from that. You're talking about four, you know, talking about over four million dollars, and. It could be easily a lot more than that. Yeah. A, a 20, that's guessing that's $20,000, but there's no, it would completely depend on the judge you get. And the other thing that I think about is if you are an NBA player, it's going to be really hard if you're fighting in court to win that because your schedule, one, there's no telling that the woman is in your city. You know, because yeah. she could not be. Yeah. And then it's hard. So you can't have equal time with the child. Your schedule is really erratic. You cannot guess it. So you can't have like set visitation. And when you're not there and it's in another city, decision making, you're not going to be involved in the legal custody, which means that I've had other parents make those decisions. It's really, really hard. So that's my yeah. deep dive. Wow. I uh, I thought of an embarrassing story. <laughs> I want to hear it. I thought of it because my wife, my wife, my wife, my wife was uh, texting me from the other room. She's watching on the on the YouTube stream in our living room, which is like Uh-oh. five feet away. She said, <clears throat> "This is this is." She's like, "You should tell this story." So I was meeting Amy's aunt and uncle for the first time, and we 
he wanted to drive us to a restaurant. So we get in the car and we are just packed into this like little like Camry or something. And we're driving and he asks me, Andrew, what's your favorite pro team? But what I heard protein way was protein. And I took a minute to think about it. <laughs> I say out loud in the vehicle. Beef. <laughs> steak and peanuts. <laughs> and the whole car is silent. You just hear the sound of the road below us for a solid like 20 seconds. And he just goes, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and he was like. You must not watch much football. <laughs> That's awesome. And then I didn't say a word the rest of the night. Gosh. And you're like, why? Just because they like eat lean protein, like chicken? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know. It was not. It was not good. Uh, okay. Let's uh, let's do some some Twitter questions. You guys ready for some TQs? Yes. Twitter questions. Questions and you ask them on Twitter. <laughs> now we answer them for you. This is Twitter questions. <laughs> now let's get down to it. All right, our first Twitter question comes from at Zach Deeg, who wants to know, is there a player that on draft night, if Presti selects them at 12, it would leave you scratching your head? I mean, there would be part of me that would be left scratching my head if they took Bilal Koulibaly in, uh, at 12. And I know that he's rising up draft boards and... I did a podcast with Sam Vecini yesterday, and he has Bilal at 12 on his board. So I would still be scratching my head a little bit just because he's not the playmaker that the Thunder typically would draft. Um, he's a high upside swing, certainly. So what's Sam – I haven't listened. I was trying to – It's it wasn't on my podcast feed this morning, but it was on – I had to go and watch the YouTube on my way over here. Like, what's – I didn't get to it. What is Sam's – take on this guy's I, I know it's his meteoric rate rise because of this playoff run yeah i never heard about him until the last three weeks could, could you pronounce his name again Kulabali. Sam Bilal <laughs> Bilal Kulabali okay is that his first name last name yeah is that the, okay. the accent i should say it in? he's from France right yeah I'm assuming so <clears throat> yeah uh, what does he actually believe in him, or is he just think okay? Yeah, he does. As like a defender, as a slasher, as a shooter. I'm, the shot just has a long way to go. That's, that, God, I'm so tired of that hearing that. Feels pretty thundery. I know. It's just real mechanical. It's like three different motions. So it's super slow too, right? It's, yeah. It's yeah. No one's gonna guard him. Sounds like this guy sucks. <coughs> Sounds like this guy's gonna get drafted by somebody. Us. Somebody on the dream team in the dream team comments called him Pierrence Ferguson. That's pretty good. Which <laughs> is perfect. That's good. That's a good one. Whoever he's like, that. I don't know. I, it used to I, be Rupert, but Rupert has fallen down. He's fallen draft boards yeah, quite a bit. He's he's fallen. He he may make it to thirty seven. 
So, ah. um, but yeah, he's he's one that I wouldn't feel great about. Oh yeah, that's a little bit better. Mm. Um, that's it's definitely that's definitely one. Another one that I would be a little surprised is Jordan Hawkins. I would be excited for Jordan Hawkins, but I would be scratching my head at the fact that they took him. I'd the feel draft. the same way about Grady Dick too, right? Yeah. Yep. That would be, I don't know. I I would be thrilled. Yeah. With either one of those, I just yeah. I know I'm so nearsighted on this, where it's like, just to have somebody you trusted as a shooter outside of Isaiah Joe, it would be pretty great. Yeah, especially if it was Grady, I would. It's fine. I don't. I'm gonna have to work on it later. My wife is in here. My, my wife. She doesn't uh, like the lighting. I yeah, we're working on it. So um, let's move on to our next sort of question. It comes from at Lifetime One Three Eight Four, who says he doesn't believe that anyone we draft at twelve was su- will supplant a starter. However, if we move up in the five through nine range, do you see any prospect challenging for a starting role on day one? Five through nine range is not where you find the guy that's going to supplant a starter. Where you're going to find that guy is in the sweet spot, pick number twelve. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. That's exactly where you're going to find the guy. Yeah. J-Dub. Then who who are they finding? Well, then who are they? Who's on men out and starting five? Five through nine is where you find the guy that doesn't work out. Who are they replacing? Luke asked the right question. Is Who's the starters? So you have five starters, <laughs> in case you weren't aware of how basketball works. Oh. Chet, Giddy, J-Dub, Dort, Shea. Nobody's going to supplant those guys. I don't care if you're in the five to nine range. Dort might get. Some I don't think Jairus Walker's going to come in and play the four. Who are you going to bump out? Dort. That's that's what everybody wants to do. Everybody is just dying to bump out Dort. Yeah, and then yeah, at the same time, Donovan Mitchell on some podcast this last week talked about he was the number two, the second name that he listed as far as defenders in the NBA was Lou Dort. Yeah. I think that's how a national audience is going to uh, get to know the name Lou Dort is because their best player on their team, they're going to watch some interview and they're going to be like, yeah, this guy, Lou Dort from Oklahoma City is the hardest guy to play against. And they're going to be like, who? And the, But the thing, what's so challenging about Lou is the fact that like, he's massively dependent on, like Chet needs to shoot and shoot well. I think he will. Giddy needs to get better and J-Dub. I think... Out of all the three of those guys, I think your higher likelihood that J Dub and Chet are going to be, yeah, the shooters and that they are need be they need high Shea to shoot better from three too. Yeah, or just at least shoot from three. Yeah, which he has before, and he's done it well, and he's done it on a high volume before. I just don't know. I think the starting five. I don't think there's like I don't think any of these guys are going to jump in and start over the five that 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 we just listed. I don't think so either. I don't day, think I don't day think one. Makes sense. Day one, I don't think so. No way. <clears throat> I think down the road, there are lots of guys that could. I think Asar Thompson, if he's somebody that they jumped up to get, could supplant Dort just because he's a he's just a lot bigger, and he's a better athlete, and he could be. I don't know if he can be the same level of defender, but he can definitely pass better than Dort. Um, so he's he's one. Obviously, Jarris is somebody that could. If they if they took Taylor Hendricks, 
which I would still be a little surprised if they did. That was a head scratcher? Mm. Which I, head? I'd be scratching my head a little bit just because. Why? Does anybody do that? <laughs> yeah. Like when they're confused? Um, so. <laughs> I got himself. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there's lots of guys that could supplant Dort in the lineup, but I just wouldn't be so quick to do that. I just no. wouldn't be so quick to do that. I, yeah, we've been through this. Like we just saw them at the end of the season through the through the play in, and he was obviously one of like the three or four most important players on the court. Yeah, that's true. If yeah, I I don't think it's happening. It's also important that's to remember why- though. Of all these five starters, the only one that was drafted and everyone thought, yeah, that person's going to be a starter for sure in the NBA is Chet. When they were drafted. Or not drafted, in Dort's case. Yeah, I mean, I think that's true. Giddy would be the only one that I would question that, but it's all about where he would have gone, right? Like, Mm -hmm. if he would have gone somewhere that needed a primary ball handler, I think that most everybody would have assumed that he would pretty quickly step into that starting role. If Golden State drafted him, though? Yeah, he's off the bench. Yeah. So, I, you just don't know. We, we yes. It all comes down to the fact that we just really don't know. I don't think we would have predicted that J-Dub would be starting at the four. No way. For the Thunder this past year. So, us trying to act like, oh, we know that exactly what these guys in the draft are going to be. We don't know. No. Jairus Walker could come in the league and be – like super Draymond, and like you have to start him. Even you know? Shea, his rookie year, I I think you look at it and you're like, that guy could be really good. I don't think anyone's like, that is a starting point guard on a really good team. Yeah, we just year. we just don't know. Yeah, they sure. took Kobe Bufkin, and he became the best player on the team. We just we have no idea. That can happen. Do you have a comp for Kobe Bufkin? Michael Jordan, Gosh. Kobe Bryant. <laughs> wow. No, I mean, I think he he he's this is a comp that Vecini's uses like Derek White, just as a guy that doesn't really take anything off the table, yeah. but can do everything pretty well, yeah. but is not elite at everything. So he's kind of your perfect come off the bench and yeah, if he came off the bench, the team stable. Yeah, he could fill in gaps. He can score. He defends. There's just a lot of really, I mean, everything is pretty solid across the board with him. Yeah, and if you're like Tankathon, which I know is not like a real thorough, they just kind of put people in places. Yeah. But you look at them, if they took Jordan Hawkins and Kobe Bufkins there, like you that makes no sense to you. Head scratcher. Yeah, head scratcher. Don't <laughs> do not say it. Just mute him. <laughs> it does happen though. It happens all the time. In confusion? Uh, let's just no, you're right. You're like, no. oh that's um. Well, hey guys, Oops, do we want to do one more Twitter questions or just, yeah, yeah? Ask another question. Just go, go on Twitter questions, okay. man. Our next Twitter question. Fire through. Let's rapid fire. Blue. From B Blackburn three five, who wants to know what are the chances that OKC decides they have enough guys to develop and try to move out of the draft entirely for much future picks? Zero. I don't think that's happening in this draft. Hey, our next Twitter question comes from at S2504087. Who wants to know? Wizards are reported to be looking to rebuild. What would it take to get the eighth pick from them? Probably multiple picks. Probably 
if if you gave them the Houston pick next year and the Clippers pick next year, you might be able to get it. Mm-hmm. When did the Thunder start leveraging their own pick? Um, like when does that become a least? When they win forty eight okay. to fifty three games. And it seems because that's the one. Like, if you really wanted to get up badly, that's the one that could move the needle on a team potentially jumping up. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't think they're moving any of their picks now. But in a year from now, maybe they're maybe. moving their own picks. It's definitely possible. Just because they will be, they will be the le- the the least juicy of the picks. I think if the Wizards are really going to rebuild. They're not moving out of the draft. They're going to move Brad, Brad Beal. Well, they need to. But he's to, got he's got a no trade clause. Yeah, but he. I mean, people have waived that in the past for certain opportunities. Brad Beal is like, I love living in D.C. I love collecting these I massive know. checks. But he would still get the massive checks. I'm saying, like, I could see yeah. Portland. I I know that makes sense. Blah blah blah. But I could see Portland saying, "All right, we'll take three. Like, we'll take Brad Bill and Kyle Kuzma for three and whatever pieces, Nurkic or whoever else So we else can have is. the exact same team we had with C.J. McCollum Dude, three also, years ago. Yes. Lillard's going to the Heat. Maybe. But I'm just trying to think, like, if you're rebuilding in this mm-hmm. draft, as you don't want to get out of it, you want to, you want to get more assets yeah. in this draft. Yeah, you want to move up if you can is what you want to do. But I don't know if... I don't know that they got the goods to make that happen. Because then Kuzma's a free agent, too. So you can't trade. I'm just, I was just off the top of my head. Who's on the roster there? Yeah. I mean, Chris they, stops. Poor Zingas. I'm not, yeah. He, they also need to resign him. I, I just, I don't know what they're going to do. It's a mess. They don't have assets. The only reason that you do it is like, maybe they want to accumulate more assets. If the Thunder loves somebody at eight and they're like, we just have to get to eight, we'll give you 12. And a future pick, it might be worth it for the Wizards to do that. Throw in a couple future picks. You can have the Jazz pick. You can have the Rockets pick. I don't want to give out 12 and multiple picks just to get to eight. I don't know, man. For Anthony Black? For Anthony Black, maybe. See? <laughs> See? Yeah, maybe so. Sound like a car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, guys, I got a question for you. Are you miffed and are you peeved? Miff, 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 miffed and peeved. Uh, I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm grateful and blessed. I have, a, I have a story to tell. So I bought my wife a cup from my wife. Likes, likes her cup. Useless. Bought it for her for her birthday. And... It, within hours of opening it, the straws that went to the said cup from Simple Modern were gone. Tore up the house trying to find them. Found out that the guy who like started Simple Modern is from Oklahoma City. They manufacture these cups here. Uh, he follows me on Twitter. And so I, first I look on the website to see if I could just buy the straws. You can't buy this color, specific color of straw. And so I send him a DM on Twitter. It's like, hey, how do I buy these straws? And he said, just send me your address. I'll get this taken care of. And then he sent me... 200 straws. This. <laughs> oh! And eight straws. 
Oh, that's tough. That are this color. Wow. That's tight. I was like this is very, swag. very grateful and blessed. The swag. Hey, I want one of those. I know. How do I buy one of those? <laughs> I want one, too. That looks cool. Yeah, my wife bought a... Uh, I know. Yeah, my wife she bought it. it. <laughs> that one got me. Good job. <laughs> she bought one of the simple... Because when everybody's buying these Stanley cups, Natalie's like, why wouldn't I just support somebody who's local? Yeah. And it's the same cup. It's the same thing. Better, actually. It's better. And so she got one from them as well, and she is very happy with it. Shout out, Simple Modern. Shout out. Yeah. Anybody? Let me know how I can buy this cup with the laser. I'm going to ask him. I'm going to ask him. DTD. Yeah. My Starbucks lid is has the holes in the wrong spot. Yep. Two Drinking, holes. it's really hard. Oh. I'm miffed about it. It's terrible. So sorry, man. Depressed about it. <laughs> me Take the lid off, man. Uh, that's, that's even worse. Driving, hit a bump, <sighs> coffee everywhere. It's like true. It cream stuck in your mustache, and then it like dries up and crusts up. Jay, do you get stuff uh, crusty in your stash? I do. Stuffed uh, crust? I really don't. No, I'm not a stuffed freaking... crust. The cheese up in the mustache? Stuffed crust in your monster? No. Yeah. Have you? Oh yeah, me neither. Like, I mean, I I don't either. I have decent hygiene. You don't have a long stash though. Mustache is getting kind of. Like, look how long these hairs it's are. Dipping into the lip. Yeah, dip it in. <laughs> Taylor, you are in a weird mood today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which head? If we could just isolate only the things you've said for the whole podcast. <laughs> yeah. It would be a weird show. That would be my dream, though. <laughs> if I had a podcast that was just I, like... I would, I, I would be a subscriber to... A Taylor only thread. Taylor, Taylor, Taylor only. Taylor only. <laughs> only so, Taylor. Yeah. Thread. Thread. Mm. It's like the, ta- like a Taylor with thread. For only Taylor's, oh. only Taylor's fans. Yeah, I was thinking more only fans. And he also posts Wiener. <laughs> yep. Anybody else miffed? <laughs> I, mean, I would I never now. do that. I would never do that. That's tasteful. They'd be tasteful. Then. No, man, I'm not miffed. And pe- I had something, but I can't remember what it was. Something about, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll give you one. Yeah. So I went to Houston this week. Number one, just to, in a gentle way, not my favorite city. Hmm. Great. It's okay. We don't like Houston, so it's okay to speak about it. It's just greatly. not my favorite city. Like I, Their suburbs are cool. I know Woodlands is cool, different areas. But the actual Houston proper, it's a wild experience. But anyway. Yeah. So... Travel. Yeah. The traffic in Houston's terrible. I'm at a I'm at an event. I'm I don't want to miss my flight home. So I'm like, I don't know how security's gonna be. It's a relatively big airport. I don't know how traffic's gonna be. I don't know how car rental return is gonna be. So I'm like, I'll go about an hour earlier than I would plan. All three of those experiences took total. It's a twenty seven minute commute based on Google Maps. The whole entire experience, getting there, dropping the rental car off, and getting through security took 40 minutes. Sounds like a wonderful experience. It was, except for the fact that I was at the airport for three hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. Way too early. Like here so, in Oklahoma City, I get to the airport 45 minutes before yeah. the plane leaves. Really? Yes. Wow, I'm, I'm here. I'm two hours early. Yeah, that would stress me out. That That's a little stressed. risky. Yeah, I'm also, I, I got TSA pre-check. Oh. So yeah. I, I don't have to take my shoes off. I don't have to take my laptop out of my bag. I just walk right through. It's awesome. 
Yeah, that's mm-hmm. great. It's eighty bucks. It was eighty bucks when I got it. It's, I know. It was the easiest thing, and that was when I was traveling a lot for school, and so it wasn't a big deal. But it just made everything so much easier. Mm-hmm. And so when I got to Houston, they're like, "Yep, go that line." Nobody in line, security line in front of me. Huh? Yeah. So it but sounds like Rian Rupert was on the plane with me. Rayon. 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 So I talked to a guy from France, and he called him Rupert. Rupert. Oh, and he's from that? France? Yes. I think he was just doing it because you're American. I didn't even try to. I don't know because every other name. French name, he did not do that. Really? Really. How do you say Victor Wimbanyama? Victor Wimbanyama. Now, Victor. <laughs> okay. Seems pretty straightforward. Anything, Victor. any news about R- Rupert? Was he wearing no, Thunder man. Gear? No, he was not wearing Thunder Gear. He super nice. You know, he's like every other. Did you talk to him? Exhausted. Yeah, I did talk to him actually, which oh. is very outside of my character. But uh, he was right in front of me, so I, I'm not. My seat was the first seat in economy class. Yeah, and he was the last seat in first class, and so oh. he was right there. So I, I, he was sleeping. Did you ask like, him? Do you think you're better wake than him me? up? Hey, yeah. do you think you're better than me? <laughs> hey. No, I you asked think him. You're better than me. You think you're better than me? No, I just talked. First class. I just oh. I just talked to him. <laughs> hey, you think you're better than <laughs> you me? You wait two minutes. He's, he's in such a weird mood. Do you think you're better than me? Taylor is just exhausted. Like you could see in his eyes that he is just like not even present. But yeah, I was gonna say he did not have a soul when I looked into his eyes. So anyway, I just talked to him and I was just asking kind of where he was from, where he like what he was. He was. In we got on the plane in Houston, landed Oklahoma City. He was in Houston. He was in Oklahoma City for one day to work out, presumably, or not just to visit. But he also <laughs> to take in the sights. Yeah, he also uh, he had just come from Miami, so he's Miami, Houston, Oklahoma City. He yeah. wasn't in Houston to work out. He's actually came from Miami. Yeah, but his his agent has him kind of based out of Dallas, and so he's a good hub. Dallas, yeah, it's a good hub, and so he's just. Doing that grind. And that kind of made me think, probably the agent is the one that books both the workouts and the, like, travel. That would make sense. And they cover the cost, and then they recoup it probably as part of, it's probably part of their fees. Yeah, that would make sense. So, but it was awesome. It was, it was, he seemed really nice, and, you know, I asked him if he had a preference on where he goes, and he's just like, man, I'd just be excited to play. Yeah. Pretty good English for, for you know, like. Yeah. I'm always blown away by bilingual people because I barely speak one language well, you know? know. So anyway, man, he was super nice. And you measure his wingspan. Yeah. I had my tape measure luckily <laughs> in my pocket. Uh, and then I sent those, those numbers over to Masai, you Jerry, just to yep. make sure he knew. Yep. No, I, man, I don't know. I'm I, what I should have done as I should have gone up because dude, nobody, He's at the point. It's like when you met DeAndre Jordan before he became. Yeah. You it's know, like no one knows. Like, How do you know who I am? Yeah, you know who I am. It's like, no, I know who you are. But anyway, he was nice. He was, it was funny. Like, I just peered over his shoulder for like three seconds. I always feel super awkward when somebody's yeah. on their phone or something. I'm like, I don't want to look at that. <laughs> and because uh, you never know. Uh, you never and know. He was just watching ESPN NBA clips. He was just watching the yeah. Celtics run some plays or something. And, yeah. Yeah. Pretty nice guy. He's probably excited that you knew who he was. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, honestly, you take a thousand NBA fans. Yeah. You put them in a room and you say, how many of you could pick Rupert out of a lineup? Yeah. Three? Not many. Not many. 
It was a. Uh, it was like whenever my kids met Aaron Wiggins for the first time. It was like right after he was drafted, and I was like, I said, go up, and just say, hey, Aaron. And I said, he's going to light up like a Christmas tree. Like, just go. And he did. He was so pumped that somebody in OKC knew who he was. It's so easy to forget that these are like 20-year-olds who, for a lot of them, are coming. Like, for some of them, it's like, yeah, you're going to know who Zion is. You're yeah. Gonna know who, oh, yeah. You know, insert guy that Steph everybody Curry, knows already. Yeah. But it's like, for a lot of these guys that are more peripheral, it's like, to be recognized yeah. like by somebody yes. and them know your name. Yeah. And not just like, hey, you're tall. You must play basketball yes. kind of situation. Right. Yeah. But it's like, hey, I know that you're Aaron Wiggins or Rayon Rupert. Like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's pretty neat. That's but cool. traveling, it was actually the best. I travel a lot of Southwest yeah, just because of affordability. And then we also we have a credit card. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Southwest, I've just gotten more and more out on. <laughs> yeah. It's just so uncomfortable to fly they smash you in there three anyway yeah and so i was on united and got the opportunity to select my seats and i got these these aisle seats at the very beginning of economy and i had like no seats in front of me yeah that's awesome yeah it was awesome that's incredible so gmb uh nick rubio in the chat says it's crazy that you don't want hendrix it's not that i don't want hendrix i think he would be awesome with this team he the shooting the defense the shot blocking obviously would be great but I just would be surprised if the Thunder took him in the lottery. That's all. I would love Hawkins. I'd be great. It'd be great to get Hawkins or Hendricks or any of those guys that are like these like play finishers that space the floor. They're obvious like needs for this team. I just would be surprised if they didn't go after somebody that was more able to handle. That's all. So, all right. Hope you guys have a great day. We will talk to you guys again on Monday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.